When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins and That Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Uh, now, since we last recorded this podcast, the Dolphins uh, ended their search for a new defensive coordinator to replace Nick Banjo. They settled, or I won't say settled on, but chose uh, Ravens, former Ravens <laughs> assistant uh, Anthony Weaver, uh, he spent the last past three years as an assistant head coach uh, and defensive line coach. We all know how good the Baltimore Ravens defense uh, was this past season. Uh, Weaver becomes uh, the third defensive coordinator for Miami in as many seasons. Uh, and second, that Mike McDaniel was chosen since he arrived as head coach. He actually has a relationship uh, with Mike McDaniel dating back to the time in Cleveland. Uh, Weaver was the defensive line coach. Uh, McDaniel was the wide receivers coach. There's a little bit of history there. It was like uh, picked a, a, a familiar face there. Um, Weaver did have one stint as a uh, defensive coordinator in 2020 didn't go so well uh with the houston texans uh that unit which outside of jj watt you know didn't have a lot of talent allowed uh ranked 27th in points allowed uh so not great there but um you know he's on the fast track to becoming a head coach he actually interviewed for a pair of jobs this uh this cycle didn't get them um, but he comes highly recommended um a leader of men is what uh, mcdaniel spoke about in the press release and uh he's gonna get to work with a defense that uh you know looked pretty good uh you know this past season but obviously uh personality wise things didn't work out with Vic Fangio um it seemed like this was as much of a kind of a culture higher as maybe an X's and O's hires. We still we still don't really know what type of defense he's gonna run because uh you know that stint in uh Houston was kind of so long ago, four or five years ago. Um didn't have a lot of talent. He's gonna have a lot more to work with here. Um David just want to kind of get your thoughts on this hire. They interviewed a lot of people. They had some familiar names, they had some you know veteran names, some upstarts, but they settled on somebody who I think that most Dolphins fans were happy about the hire, but we still don't know everything about what he's going to bring. So I'm really interested in what he says in the press conference, whenever that is. But your thoughts? Well, I, I think you hit it on the head. It, as soon as I heard it, I was like, okay, yeah, we're going, we're going, we're trying to fit, we're trying to fit more personalities here uh, and kind of vibe then we are saying, okay, you know, this is, you know, let's do the X's and O's thing. Um, and it, interestingly, he went with somebody that he knows because why wouldn't he? And also, there was, you know, there was always the sense for some people that, you know, this was, that Miami was a not exactly the stop that Fangio wanted, in the first place. Yeah, but he's out in that, Philly, which is where we all think that he kind of wanted to be from the jump now. Right, exactly. So, you know, then when things, you know, open up, boom, he's, you know, he skips out. And it's a whole lot easier because where did the whole, where did the, you know, some of the stuff about the, 
the work ethic come from? It came from Ron Jaworski, you know, who's still a you know very prominent figure there in Philadelphia. For those of you youngsters, Jaws was the quarterback of the Eagles way long ago when I was when I was but a teen. And uh, when they went to the Super Bowl back in the back in 1980, the 1980 season. Uh, so you know you can. You can kind of see that, you know. I'll put the connection that, there. That feed, com- that feed yeah. coming. So, you know, this, like I said, this just feels like more like, okay, let me get somebody younger, somebody, you know, Mike Davis said, let me get somebody I know that can vibe with the players the way I'm trying to vibe with the players and that vibes with, vibes with him. And, you know, you have good person personnel uh, on that defense, uh, you know, how much of you can keep, that's another story. But you have good personnel, and uh, as long as you're not putting guys just in just flat wrong positions or asking them to do uh, things that they're, they're just not to their strengths, you're probably going to have a pretty good defense. So, um, yeah, that's how I felt. And I was like, okay, you know, what's – and. Hey, this you know this also might be you know right stopover you know because coaches there's going to be spots open next next year and if the Dolphins have uh, you know a good year defensively he's going to be up for those jobs know, again and maybe even more he's going to be a, right and um, so yeah this is uh this 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 kind of it's like okay this. This figures, this fits, or this seems to fit. So let's let's see how this plays out. Yeah, yeah. Personality wise, I think it is. Like, I mean, if you so I I um I overlapped when I was covering the Ravens, I overlapped with Anthony Weaver for probably like four months. I think I had one one uh news conference with him or one, you know, little uh media availability with him. And you quickly like just like he like he can grab a room, like the way he speaks. Um, kind of the confidence and the way he um, uh, kind of you know, composed himself. Like you can, you can feel that confidence in the room. And I remember, like afterward, uh, one of the veteran reporters, like kind of looked at him. He was like, "This guy's impressive." Like you know, he's a guy that's been around the team for several, several years, and he's like, "Nah, this guy's impressive." Um, it was actually funny. I had um, I was coming back from the Senior Bowl, um, and this was probably I think I think this was Thursday. So this is um, you know, a couple of days before they had hired Anthony Weaver. Um, and, you know, in Baltimore, they, you know, had to replace Mike McDonald, who left to be the, C- the Seahawks head coach. So they quickly, you know, promoted their inside linebackers coach. And I know that there was a lot of people, you know, I think there was a lot of excitement, you know, more or less excitement um, from, you know, the Dolphins families. But there were some people that were kind of saying, like, wait, if this guy is so great, why did he not only not get any head coaching jobs, he didn't get his own you no, know, he didn't get the defensive coordinator job within his own organization. And I will say, you know, from talking of um, a source, uh, you know, in the organization, you know, come back from the senior bowl, um, you know, there was that fear that, uh, you know, Zach Orr, who was promoted to defensive coordinator, was going to leave and join Mike McDonald's staff. Um, and just kind of knowing, you know, the layout of what was going on, like, 
Harbaugh even, you know, on Friday, the day before they hired Weaver, he said like, oh, I, he's still in the running. So there was kind of that understanding that there was a good chance that he was going to leave and go to, um, to, to, to Miami. So they didn't want to lose two guys. And I think also, you know, Zach Orr is a little bit younger. He's 31 years old, whereas Weaver is 44. You know, I think that the thinking there is that they might be able to keep, you know, Orr for a couple of years, whereas Weaver, yeah, you promote him next year, he's gone. Um, obviously that might be the case for the Dolphins as well, but you know, uh, that was obviously right. their choice there. Um, yeah, I mean, but so that was just kind of like, I just want to kind of give that background, but he was, he was very excited about the prospects of, of him going to Miami too. But I think that there is a lot of mystery. Like, I, I think that this isn't, I don't think this is as much of a slam dunk or at least the perception of it immediately isn't, or maybe shouldn't be as much of a slam dunk as Vic Vangio. Cause with Vangio, you had like a proven track record. You had a well-defined system that we knew he was going to bring. And you could kind of like fill in, fill in the blanks and be like, all right, this is where this guy fits. This is where this guy fits. Um, Again, you can't really take too much about Weaver, too, take too much from Weaver's time in Houston because, um, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, you know, it, it was Houston, you know, back before he got, you know, some some structure. Um, I think that was the last year of Bill O'Brien, or he was maybe fired midseason there. Um, so I don't think I don't know if he was really running the same exact defense that he would have ran now. You know, Romeo Cronell was still there. Um, and, and we just don't know. Like he's Weaver's actually, and I wrote about this on the Miami Herald website. I, I think one of the maybe the the best traits or one of his gifts in Miami will be that maybe he's not like you know wed or bound to one style. You know, like he played under Rex Ryan, who was like very blitz happy. You know, bring the house, bring you know all these exotic pressures. Yeah. Um, and then you know, but this past season with Mike McDonald, you know, they had a it wasn't like the normal style of Ravens defense that we've seen in terms of like blitzing a lot. You know, he did a lot of, you know, zone and kind of in more intricate stuff there. Um, so, I mean, I think that that could be like, like, the, like the blessing of his arrival, but we just don't know yet. You know, we can kind of infer, right. but we just don't know yet. But obviously I think that if you look at, you know, in terms of being able to, again, like, you know, we talked about it when Banjo, um, when they parted away with Banjo, you know, I was told that, you know, didn't get along with a lot of guys. There wasn't that connection there. There's a little bit too much rigidity in terms of, um, you know, scheme and, you know, building a scheme and marrying it with the talents of your players. So if anything, I would hope that if Weaver doesn't do anything, he does that. Whatever he brings, he yeah. can marry it with the skill sets of his players. And I think that if he does that, uh, it can be a very good defense. Well, that's what I think that's what any that's what a good coach does. That's what a good coach who can be good, uh, good in a lot of situations does, you know, is you take you look at what you have and you say, OK, what can we do that fits the talents of the people that I have to work with? You know, you don't you don't spend a lot of time trying to pound square pegs into round holes. You you know, you say, OK, I got square pegs. Well, let me. Find my square, you know, find my, make my whole square so I can get them in there. Um, and I, I think, you know, when you said he's not married to a system, great, great, you know, because that, that also means there's not a huge book on him <laughs> throughout the, throughout the NFL, you know, the, uh, you know, which, you know, gives you, can give you an actual little bit of an edge, uh, or at least early in the season, because you know you got the the whoever the Zach Thomases and Peyton Mannings are running around now. The guys who were like, "Oh yeah, they run," you know, <laughs> they ran that, but back in two the twenty twenty they ran that, but they did it with this. You know, the guys who can do that, you know, they don't have that book on him. Yeah, um, 
you know, I don't, I don't think anybody say, you know, devoted any Texans energy, you know, energy to the Texans back then, you know, devote the, the brain cell space. So that's what you want, I think, as a coach anyway. And that's what you want as a head coach. The thing is what, that's what you want as a, with your coordinators. And so, yeah, again, let's, let's see how this plays out. Um, and, you know, the, I'm not, I've gotten off the, you know, oh, why didn't he get the DC job or why, or why didn't he get the, the next job up? Um, sometimes it's just not a fit with what everybody's, everybody's doing, you know, yeah. and sometimes it's not a fit with, with the head coach. Um, and so, you know, you, uh, so, yeah. So we'll we'll see how this works out. Yeah, and I was gonna say just kind of as a closing point, as much as there's you know a little mystery in terms of uh, schematically what he's gonna bring. I mean, there's a little bit of uncertainty with personnel. You know, um, you know, we've talked about some of the big free agents that are you know set to uh, hit the market for the Dolphins. I think the top priority for the Dolphins this offseason is probably gonna be Christian Wilkins. You know, in the middle of the defense, a defensive tackle. I mean, that's a guy that I'm sure Weaver would love to have. You know, with Justin Matabike in Baltimore. You know, he was a breakout star this year, so you'd, you'd love the kind of prospects of what he, they can do together. Um, Andrew Van Ginkle, uh, Deshaun Elliott, and then you have, you know, two guys and uh, outside linebackers, Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, who are coming back from injury. So, you know, as much as they're going to need to, you know, work on, you know, kind of hone in the schematics and whatnot, uh, you know, they're going to make sure they kind of got the horses to to run this game as well. So we'll see. Um, again, no press conference date has been announced yet, but, um, you know, obviously when they do introduce Weaver, uh, we'll be there to cover it and, you know, break down his uh, first days in Miami. All right. Uh, that brings us. Oh, uh, excuse me. We're gonna take a short break. Uh, <laughs> we're not done yet. Even got ahead of myself. <laughs> got ahead of myself. And we're not we're not gonna give you fifty minutes today, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna take we're gonna take a short break. But we come back on the other side of things. Tua uh, was up in Orlando for the Pro Bowl last week, and he had some interesting comments uh, about his contract situation. Uh, we're gonna discuss that as well as give our Super Bowl predictions. Uh, 49ers, Chiefs, this weekend, this Sunday in Vegas. Who we taking? We're going to discuss that and more. Uh, so stay locked with us. I'm going to be back soon. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins Minute Podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. Now, in the first half, we broke down uh the recent news of the Dolphins hiring Anthony Weaver as the new defensive coordinator. Uh I want to switch gears a little bit uh because the Dolphins were very well represented up in uh Orlando this past week uh, for the Pro Bowl. We had Tua, Tyreek, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Ramsey, Alec Engel, Tron Armstead. 
Oh, even had uh wide receivers coach Russell Walker, who was the uh the offensive coordinator for the AFC team. I don't know what play calls he was calling, but he was the coordinator. I think Peyton Manning said they were trying to get the Mike McDaniel offense up there. Uh so yeah, so the Dolphins were very well represented uh, for the game on Sunday, the flag football game on Sunday. Um, two or two as well as other Dolphins spoke to reporters. And uh, it was actually the first time uh we had spoken to or reporters had spoken to to a um since Mike uh, excuse me since Chris Greer's comments um at the end of season news conference that um you know he said the goal is to have Tua here long term. Um Tua was asked about whether his confidence that a deal would be reached this offseason. And he said, quote, I believe that will happen. He said, I'm gonna let my agents, Chris, Mike, let those guys talk about that um and, and let them move forward accordingly. Now Nothing too groundbreaking, earth shattering, but I think it was pretty notable that Tua did said yes. I believe a long term deal will be reached this offseason. He's been eligible for a deal uh, for a year now. Obviously, remember last year coming off the concussions, uh, they decided to shelf negotiations. It looks like they're gonna, um, you know, meet at some point and start to really try to hammer hammer out a deal. Just curious, you know, after these comments and just kind of knowing where the Dolphins are, you know, Chris Greer's comments. Um, Scale of one to ten, you know, how confident are you that a deal uh, is reached um, before the start of the twenty twenty four season? Um, and I guess what would be what is the biggest impediment to a to a deal? You would say uh, when it comes to it, like what what is the thing that could really uh, you know not not allow them to, to reach the finish line when it comes to this? I mean, how much money one side wants versus how much money one side is willing to give. That's that's always that's a, that's pretty much what it always comes down to when you break it down. Um, you know, the, everything else can uh, you can agree on everything else. Um, it's about making the money work. And I mean, I mean, there's, a, there's there's some nuances to it. I mean, you know, I think that a normal top of the market quarterback, they're the ones that we've seen, you know, the past year, two, three. You know, obviously they've been, you know, fifty million dollars, you know, a certain amount of money guaranteed. Um, but you know, there's there's the there's that, there's the, the length, there's you know, maybe some added, you know, protections and stuff. You know, there's, there's, I think I, I think this could be a very nuanced, nuanced negotiation, but go ahead. Uh yeah, new nuance is gonna come back down to money. <laughs> it's gonna come back down to money. Okay. They you know, uh I, I don't know that they're going to want to, and you're, you're right. I mean, there's length is going to come into play. I think you def. I think if if there's going to be something done this summer, then length is going definitely going to come into play because it, it, I, I don't I don't know the Dolphins. I don't know the Dolphins want to be. Mar- you know, absolutely married to him for you know as long as he would probably like, and I don't know if they. I think it'd be it's hard. It would be hard for them. It would be really gutsy for them to do it. To, uh, but. I wonder if in their minds, and they're never going to, they'll, they'll never say it on the record, probably wouldn't even say it off the record if they're smart. Uh, how limited do they think Tua is? 
and how limited they think he maybe is. And so that's going to determine how long your deal is. And that's also going to, you know, determine the money also, but you know, time and money, you can, it's easier, I think, to work out time than money. It's easier to work out time than money. So on a scale of one to 10, after those comments and just under, just knowing all the things that you've brought out, I mean, you are less confident. Are you more confident? Are you kind of still saying? Uh, I'll give, I'll give it a six. A six that <laughs> six that they get get something done, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, even so, I, I wanted to bring up um, Daniel Jones's contract because I, I I don't think that Tua is going to get. Well, I think that Tua is probably going to ask for a lot more than Daniel Jones got. But I brought that up because I think that that was a. I guess you could say it's a similar uh, example of a quarterback who has some limitations, and you know you're still kind of, you know, maybe, you know, not sure if he's like the surefire franchise guy. guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, just to kind of put in perspective, like the types of deals that are, you know, that are that are out there for just like, you know, average, above average starting quarterbacks. Um, I mean, he signed a four year, $160 million deal um, that, you know, Brought that and you know the, the situations are a little bit different because the, the Dolphins you know had uh to his fifth year they have to his fifth year option the Giants neglected to uh declined his fifth year option so they had to you know pay him to make sure it was a free agent um so this is like a four year deal 160 million dollars um and just I just want to break down the cap hits like for one thing you know 2023 was 15 million dollars 2024 it's going to be 47 million dollars uh 2025 it's 41 million dollars. Um, but you know, some of it's going to even increase, I think, because some of the money guarantee converts to full guarantees. And then the, the final year of the contract is $58.6 million with the cap hit. Um, the, the, the Giants, like, more like they really can't get out the contract until after the 2025 season. Like, that's just kind of the nature of these quarterback deals. I um, mean, you and that's that's four years, 160, that's 40 million, that's not even top of the market. Um, you know, if you look at the contracts that, you know, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow have signed, like those teams are like went into the quarterback for the next three to four years. And that's what you that's that your point um, is exactly what I'm trying to highlight. Like, you know, whatever way you slice it, because I, I don't think that, you know, if Tua side, um, you know, take a three year, like I, I can't see them taking a three year deal or whatever, unless well, because it really wouldn't be beneficial to the Dolphins because then you're going to have these huge cap hits. Um, you know, you usually want to get that long-term commitment so you can spread the money out and, you know, the cap people can make sure that it doesn't, you know, destroy their books, um, you know, in the first or second year. Um, but, you know, again, like if you do sign a regular top of the market deal or even something that's, you know, a significant increase over the 23 million he's going to make this upcoming year, um, like you are, you are tied to that quarterback for the next couple of years. And like you said, that's the main question. Like, how are they that are they willing to to do that right now? Is it because I, I feel like I feel like we talked about it before, but it's like at this point, there's the question is, you know, how much better can Tua get? And are is the room for improvement that you see in him enough to bring you to a Super Bowl? It's like if you believe that he's gonna get better and you believe that you know there is room for growth. I mean, again, he, he was put like I know the last month of the season wasn't good. Um, we had the same issues, you know, late in the season against good teams, cold weather. But he had a really good season. Like let's 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 put all of it. Yeah. 
<laughs> he, had a, he had a really good season. Like, he was the reason why he was in the Pro Bowl. He led the NFL in, in, uh, in passing. He was uh, one of the leaders in uh, pass round. Like, he had a really good season. The question is, like, how much better can he get? And as I said before, is that is that ceiling enough to you know bring a team to a Super Bowl? Um, and I feel like at this point, I mean, they've had two they've had two years of him in Mike McDaniel's system. Nobody knows Tua as well as Mike McDaniel, Chris Greer, those execs, those coaches. Um, so I feel like it should be pretty straightforward. Like it should either be, and you know, it, maybe it's not straightforward because you know there's 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 not really uh, you know, if you want to find, an, well, I'll say let's say it, put it this way: you can't move off from him unless you find an upgrade. Like you said that before, exactly. Right. So, but right. But if you but if you think that he can get better and that he is, and and really, what you know, I would love to ask, and maybe I need to do that next time we speak to Chris Greer and Michael Daniel is is Tua's peak and ceiling championship caliber. Because if that's the case, then it shouldn't be a question. You figure out a deal, or shoot, you give him a top of the market deal. Because if you think that he's that good, you know, the returns are going to be worth it, you would think. But if not, like, I don't see this thing where it's uh, like we're going to give him like $42 million. We're going to give him a little bit above Daniel Jones, but less than, you know, all what of all this Pierce sign. Like, now, nah, if you believe in him, like, you got to show that commitment. You know, I, I, I mean, the way quarterback deals are going, it's it's not like, eh, like, okay, Daniel Jones signed a $40 million deal. That's Daniel Jones. But if you believe this is the guy, like, you give him a top of the market deal and you have that faith and confidence that he's going to get better and he's going to take you to where you need to go. Um, you know, I feel like it, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Also, I mean, I think Tua is without a doubt. I mean, I'd be very surprised if he's not the quarterback in 2024. But I believe, you know, if you believe he's the guy, you commit to him. If not, then all right. Then you, if, if you don't, if you don't believe that he can take you to a Super Bowl, then maybe you play out the fifth year option, see where that takes you, and then you know start looking for the future. But uh, if you believe in him, like I don't know, like I don't, I don't know about this. Like I don't really get the nickel and diming that I understand will probably take place in the negotiations. If you believe him, that he's the franchise guy, you make him. You know, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL or right around there, you know, 50 something million dollars. Uh, and then you keep it pushing. That's just kind of how, how I feel about it. It ain't your money. It ain't my, it ain't my money. It ain't my money. But I got to talk like it's my money because, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> um, I think another thing you have to look at, I, I think they're probably looking at is also, like we said, if, okay. Let's say you're not sure or you don't think he's your guy. Okay, fine. What then? What then? Where's your upgrade coming from? Is your upgrade, are, are you sitting there going, okay, come, you know, come two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, in the three years from now, let's say in the draft or two years from now in the draft? Are, are you, is there somebody you, your target, you know, you're going to target. You're going to be willing to make that big, you know, move up for. I mean, really, really. Who, who do you who do you see who do you see come or is I there mean, somebody you see coming out in free agency? You th think because if you don't have that, if you don't if you don't see any of those, also, then you know, cheaper to keeper. Yeah, I mean, I think. You I mean, know? I think. Really, as I look at you know the pending negotiations, like I think Tua has a lot of leverage. Honestly, like I know some people are saying Tua doesn't have leverage. I think he has a ton of leverage. Is um, first of all, you know he, he's on the fifth year option, but I mean the only other again, like the Dolphins can't move, like they they just can't, like whether it's um, because for a lack of actual available options, but just like the 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 optics of it, like they can't move off 
Tua unless they have a legitimate upgrade. So if you don't, if you don't, if you don't pay Tua this year, hold on, if you don't pay Tua this year, you haven't put on the fifth year option. And then if you want to do the franchise tag, shoot, that's going to be like 50 something million dollars, 40 something million dollars. And then that completely destroys your cap. Like you and then you start going maybe down the Kirk Cousins road. Like you don't want to do that. Um, I think that I mean in, ter- in terms of like locking, in terms of like franchise tagging a guy and then having a right. big hit on your cap. Like I think Tua has a lot of leverage uh, in this situation, um, especially because again, like you know, we, season didn't end the way people expected, um, but he's he's improved. He stayed healthy. He's for the most part checked most of the box, like the majority of the boxes um, that don't know that we had and the questions that we had entering the season. So there's a lot of leverage in his spot right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you're right about that. And, you know, the lack, but to me, it's also the lack of options that gives him leverage, you know, which you kind of just said, you know, you have, you can't, this is not a team where you can, you know, say, okay, we, you need, you need someone, if you're moving on from him, then you better grab somebody in right now to win right now. You know, not somebody you think you can, you know, kind of grow into things right now. So, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, I, I want to say I won't say it's a tough spot because if the Dolphins feel confident and believe in Tua, you know, you just write the check and right. you know you feel right. that you, you have you have that faith that you get the you're rewarded on the back end. Um, but again, I think that it could make for some really really interesting uh, negotiations. Obviously, like you know. Chris Greer and those folks don't talk a lot about negotiations. Uh, Tua already said he's going to let his folks talk. But, you know, again, I think that uh, there's a lot of bridges that need to be kind of, uh, you know, closed in, um, in order to find a, reach a, um, you know, an agreement. I think that's, uh, I think these negotiations are a lot tougher than maybe some of the other ones that we've seen in uh, previous uh, years. So it'll definitely be interesting to see if slash when uh, they come to an agreement on a deal. All right. Uh, before we head out. Oh. Yeah. I got a last point, or <laughs> oh no 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 we, we okay we, gotcha before, uh, okay, right. okay no 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 no, no. We, we move move right on let's, let's, right. let's before let's, we head out before we head out we got to do Super Bowl predictions uh I was gonna say the Dolphins aren't in it but they're actually gonna be very very well represented well represented uh, I don't know if you saw the uh the Dan Marino commercial with uh with Messi and then there was the two of Paramount commercial you didn't see that. you didn't see that yeah 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 so yeah so, so, so they're gonna be well represented you know during the commercials. Yeah, yeah. But we have to wait another year to see if they're going to be well represented in the game. But, they ain't been in the Super Bowl since I was a senior in high school. You know, we're going to talk about some commercials. Man. Hey, it's baby, it's baby steps. Hell out of here. Get to the division around in the commercials. Okay, I'm just, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. But we do have uh, 49ers Chiefs, uh, a rematch of a Super Bowl from a couple of years back that was in Miami Gardens at Hard Rock. Um, I mean, we'll just get right into it. Um, who are you taking? We got. 49ers, Chiefs, you know, I think that uh, the Chiefs have kind of against all odds, you know, going on the road for the first time in their run, uh, you know, getting some big wins. Mahomes is still Mahomes. Um, the defense is lights out. And we have the 49ers who are back in it again, this time with Brock Purdy. Um, but he's playing some really, really good ball. And obviously, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're, they've got talent and stars all around. Um, do you think the 49ers get their revenge this time? Or will the Chiefs make it three in five years? I think the 49ers, I think they have the better, theoretically have the better roster and a better team. And I, 
I think Kansas Kansas City has there's something about their ability for you know they've lived in these games for several years now, and uh, they've gotten a bit you know they just have an ability they have you know what winning teams have they have the ability to bounce to be resilient they have the they are very well prepared. Um, I don't think it's an accident. They, you know, look at their high-profile games. They tend to come out pretty well um, and get things going early. I tend to want to still go with the best team and the team that's been looked like one of the best teams all season. And so I'm going to go with San Francisco. Uh, But... uh, yeah, again, this is I, – I would take San Francisco – the Chiefs are, what, a three-point – two, three-point underdog? Two point, yeah, two-point underdog. Yeah, I, I'd probably take San Francisco in the betting just because that's such a small spread. It's a, that's almost a pick them. You know, that's that's a you know last-second field goal you, you cover. Um, but uh, generally, if I were – this would be a game I'd, again, step back off betting. But, yeah, take San Francisco – I don't know if it's going to be that high scoring. I'm going to go with 24-21, 24-20 in that area. Uh, and But the thing is, if the Chiefs get a defensive touchdown, yeah, they, they, they go win that game. Because <laughs> that, that, that that's, that's going to upset the balance, and, that, and that's just going to keep them in the game. It's going to be like the last year when they got the defensive touchdown. You looked up at halftime. Phillies dominated the first half, and it's like, you know, this much difference. You're going, okay. We see yeah. how this is going to play out. And so, but, yeah, they, I think they have the ability to do that. Um, so, but, yeah, I'll take San Francisco, but it's – they the most confident pick. Yeah, I was thinking a similar score, 23-20. with the Chiefs? Um, you know, you talk about the 49ers being the better team. I'm like, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. They have the bigger stars and the more names. Um, but collectively, um, I think you could definitely make an argument that the Chiefs you know, are just as good, if not better, you know, collectively. Like the D and, and really I'm really leaning on the defense with this pick because I think that right. uh, Kansas right. City's offense still leaves, you know, you know, something to be desired, you know, even in the uh you know the championship game, you know, go scoreless. Yeah. You know, that's a really good Baltimore defense, but they go scoreless in, in the second half, you know. Uh, I think that there, there's still, you know, some stuff there that they could be they could fix, you know, in the lead up to this game. But the defense is just playing like so lights out, like you know, the to do what they did um against the, the Ravens uh offense in the championship game. Um, you know, they were, you know, the second best, really like statistically the second best defense in the NFL. Uh, in the regular season, but we didn't we didn't really talk about them a ton when it came down to you know the you know discussions about the best defenses, um and, and you know I kind of trust that you know again like you talk about you know the Chiefs just being one of those teams that just kind of talked about last week, uh the Chiefs just being a team that like they just almost patriot like in terms of in terms of you know finding ways to win uh, when things don't go right you know I remember last year we were talking about making our predictions and we picked the Eagles because we we're like, oh, the Eagles got their more talent, better team, more well-rounded, more ways to win. And then, you know, obviously it was a close game, but, you know, the Chiefs just found a way to, you know, to right. get out 
Um, I just got that. I, I just get that sense. You know, Mahomes isn't hurt this time around. Um, you know, they're, they're figuring some things out on offense. I don't know. You know, they're not like a juggernaut on offense, but I think that defense is what could really, uh, you know, spearhead them. You know, like I don't want to discount like how well that defense has been playing. But I think that's going to be a, a great chess match with, uh, you know, Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, uh, and then obviously Kyle Shanahan, the offensive uh, or the play caller and head coach of the 49ers. But I'm going to take the Chiefs uh, 23 20. Uh, if anything, you know, the NFL feels like, you know, it's going to add to the conspiracy theories with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, I'm not going against that machine. Uh, I'm taking Chiefs 23 <laughs> I, I always I love the, the the conspiracy theory, the, the you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going I'm not going too into the weeds on that. But yeah, that, that's just that's just <laughs> that. So you hear that like, really, really, people? <laughs> Uh, my my favorite was yeah she was gonna like announce support for Biden I'm like from the NFL the the league that once where an owner once said this is you know obviously a long time ago we're we're 28 own or the owners are 28 republic we we're 28 Republicans who vote socialist I mean <laughs> with on league matters you know that, that this is like no this, this is. Anyway, you know, I, I think also the one thing the Chiefs have definitely have going for them that the Niners don't is if you look at the the two Super Bowls they won, there was that play late in the game when it it wasn't didn't seem hopeless, but it, it, it was a big play. They when they just needed it, they came up with it. And uh, the first one against the Niners, it was the big like forty something yard pass to Tyreek Hill on like third and real third and yeah. forever. And then the last year, it was Mahomes like you know looking like looking like Fred Sanford running down the street, running for like twenty something yards. Bum and, yeah. yeah, and you just knew you're like okay, it, like I, I felt it, and I always think whenever I, I feel something like that. How much more intensely do the players on the field sometimes feel this? You know, it, and they're you, you saying, okay, we we know how this is going to come out. We we're they have there's that sense of okay, somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to get make the plays. You know, offensively, it's probably going to be Patrick Mahomes, but somebody's going to do it, and they're going to make that play, that big play that you know, picks everything up and gets the doubt going in the other team's mind and, you know, and gets just gets things going their way. And I think they have a comfort that that's going to happen for them. Uh, and if the game's close, that being able to play with that in your head is, is something of an advantage. Yeah, like I said before, just kind of a Patriot-like way of uh, just making the plays when the plays need to be made right, you know, at the, at the right time. Um, definitely a fun matchup, you know, maybe not a switch. I mean, we obviously saw these teams a couple years, years ago, the Chiefs, you know, back-to-back Super Bowls now. Um, the 49ers have been kind of in the mix, you know, couple straight NFC championship uh, appearances. Now they break down the door. It's going to be a very fun matchup out in Vegas. Very excited to watch that. Uh, and we'll see who comes up on top. You're taking 49ers. Reluctantly, I'm taking the Chiefs a little more confident. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens this Sunday as the 20.3 NFL season comes to an end. All right. That brings us to the end uh, of another edition of the Dolphins Dead podcast. I want to thank you guys as all for tuning in. A uh, reminder to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well, subscribe to the Miami Herald. Um, you know, 
again, we'll see uh, when Anthony Weaver uh, is introduced as the new Dolphins defensive coordinator. If it's this week, we'll definitely have updates. So definitely stay locked to the Miami Herald website for that, um, as well as our other coverage. Uh, we'll be back soon to recap some more Dolphins football. But until then, you guys. Or just any football. We're going to talk through the offseason. Dolphins in depth, so Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care. See ya.